0: On this week's Patriot Nation podcast, we are starting our off-season draft preview. We'll be starting with the wide receiver position and bringing on a uh, wide receiver guru. Brad Kelly is joining the show with us. We're going to talk, break down a bunch of wide receivers, tell you who we think the Patriots should be targeting and when they should be targeting them. It's a heck of a conversation. But before we do that, we're also going to be talking about the Super Bowl. Yes, I know that happened. The Patriots weren't in it, but it still goes on without the Patriots. Surprisingly. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, and then we'll get into the wide receivers. It's a heck of a show, so buckle up and cue the music.
1: Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. Intercepted. Intercepted.
0: bags. So we're back. It's officially the off season for the entire NFL, not just the Patriots. And uh it wasn't the, exactly the outcome we wanted, but I mean, what are you going to do? Hey, it's the off season,
2: man. It's draft time. I'm fired up. I can't wait. I mean, the other, the, the the good thing is the the warm weather's coming. You yeah. know, April, late April, it's going to come quick, which will be great. Um and a little note on the super bowl and i was thinking about this before the show if you were to have told me in november october basically anytime before you know the patriots started going on that what three and five skid to finish the year that the chiefs yeah. would hoist the lombardi i would have been like oh my i can i can't take it i can't take i couldn't take it when denver did it i hated denver i hate yep. kansas city i can't stand them but for some reason it just it i got over it it didn't really affect me um, as bad as it did, I think mainly because I felt I, I was happy for Andy Reid. You know, I, I, yeah. I was happy for him. Football guy through and through has had some great Not teams so, yeah. down the road and has ran into some really good teams in the AFC. The Patriots a lot of times, Denver, you know, Pittsburgh, and then in, in Philly got his heart broken by the Patriots, like I said. So uh, I was yeah. happy for him. It was a great game, really. It was kind of a little bit back and forth, a little boring till the fourth. fourth quarter was awesome. Uh, that was one of the more entertaining fourth quarters we've seen in, in, in the last couple Super Bowls. Obviously up there with the Seattle one and then obviously the Atlanta one. It was very entertaining. Yeah. Um but hey, they had their parade. Today we're recording Wednesday Peak behind the curtain. It's over with. We don't have to hear Travis Kelsey yapping on it's it's over. It's fine. It's finally the offseason. Yeah. Let's get some hashtag weapons, which we'll talk about, maybe some receivers coming in. But yep. hey, it finally. Finally it's over. Let's, you know, we're on to twenty twenty.
0: Well, you know what I'm happy about. I'm happy about with the game, at least in respect to the game. Uh, it, it, you know, is the Jimmy G talk. I just thought that, I That's thought that the Jimmy it. G talk would be insufferable if Jimmy G led them down and really, you know, won the game for San Francisco. And and look, for three quarters, he played very well. And then you get in the fourth, and he and he pooped himself. And uh, there's no other way around it. I mean, he just he he played like garbage in in the fourth quarter. And you know, you look at you look at the situation, and I think you know it's interesting because it's really a tale of two different quarterbacks, right? Mahomes trailing by three, throws a pick. Sam Fran drives right down the field, goes up by ten. Mahomes gets the ball back, is driving down the field. Another bad throw, this one behind Tyreek Hill, that gets picked off again. Now Mahomes doing back to back interceptions while trailing. This one, this last one in the fourth quarter, at the start of the fourth quarter. They had the ball at the at the end of the third. Bled into the fourth, and so that he throws the pick in the fourth quarter, and then you thinking, all right, Jimmy, all you got to do drive down the field, kick a field goal, maybe, maybe just waste six, you know, five six minutes off the clock. No, they pick up a few yards, um, and they end up punting. Then, Kansas City drives right down the field and scores a touchdown. They go down by three now, and now you're saying, okay, there's five and a half minutes left to go in the game. Now here's Jimmy's turn. Here it is. This is where it's going to be. This is going to be the signature drive. Jimmy's going to drive them down. They're going to score a a touchdown, go up by 10. Game's going to be over. And they go three and out. And you're like, oh, no. Uh Uh-oh. And then Kansas City gets the ball. They drive right down the field and score a touchdown again. They go up by four. Jimmy G gets the ball back again. Two and a half minutes left to go in the game. And then you say, okay, didn't work last time. Now they're going to have the drive. And it just never happened. And, you know, it just, to me... And look, I, I Brady wasn't perfect either, but to me, that was telling. That fourth quarter was very telling. When you take it away from the running game and you put it on him, he couldn't get it done. And, and you know, and whether that's you know whether that's something consistent or not, for right now, anyone that was doubting the the decision that the Patriots made back in twenty seventeen, well, I'm sorry, but you don't have much of a case right now.
2: No, and and the other thing too with Jimmy, it's uh, in in. You know he was lucky to have a great defense. That pass rush was awesome for for mo- the whole game, really. They they got to yeah. Mahomes. They, they I mean he threw two picks. Obviously oh, the one behind the the one behind uh, Hill was his fault. The the first uh, wasn't his fault. The, the first one was probably the worst pick he's had in his career. Yeah. Um. Uh, but you know, Jimmy just you know a lot of design throws, five yard throws that that. You know, I could make rollouts and yep. hey, that's fine, man. It worked. But uh when, when push came to shove, he couldn't get the job done. And like you said, we can finally put that to rest. One quick note before we pop it over to Brad to officially kick off the offseason and the draft talk. I mean, not a lot of quarterbacks get to fall into, you know, the perfect match, I wanna say, with Andy Reid being a quarterback guru, and then yeah. Tyreek Hill and and Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey, you know, in a cream hunt for last year, most of the year. And then Damian Williams yeah. has done a fantastic job. Um, you know, a lot of people are taking away from that, from a home saying, you know, it's, he's a system guy, but no, th- I mean, this kid is, he's legit, man. He's got he a Super Bowl at 24. Uh, if he stays healthy, man, this is a guy who can win multiple, multiple Super Bowls. Um, you know, it's, it's, he's, he's a special talent. I think one of the most, right now, one of the most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen. He can do everything, man. He's playing shortstop in the pocket, throwing from every angle, back foot, you know, yep, it, it's insane. I was so, and obviously the more and more I watch him, it, it, he just drops an eye. I mean, that'll be it for my Mahomes talk but I think uh you got to give credit where it's due because I think uh no. you know we we take a lot of time fantasizing Brady but Patrick Mahomes good quarterback and I do I do appreciate the way he carries himself I don't think yep. he's a cocky kid um you know he's a leader that team listens to him uh he was a pleasure to watch and he's going to be for a very long time
0: oh yeah worst thing about him is his is his, is his girlfriend the baggage. And his the baggage that comes but, with him
2: I was just gonna say the baggage you know. that comes with him is just the worst thing yeah hey she's a rookie
0: So yeah I know right, but you know the, here's the thing for me right and and I think the Mahomes thing and Orlovsky Dan Orlovsky got on e s p n and said he thought it was it was Mahome's best performance of his career, and everyone went nuts and said he played like crap for three quarters and and all this other stuff. But I think that that's why it was his best performance as a pro because when the game is on the line, when the chips are down, you've play you've thrown on back to back drives, you've made bad throws and thrown interceptions and you're down 10 points against a great defense and a great pass rush. Do you panic or do you come out and sling it and, you know, and bring your team down and win the game? And that's exactly what Mahomes did. And I think that, you know, to me, at least you you look at that and say, Hey, look, I mean, you know, you could talk about luck all you want. And you could say, well, you know, San Fran choked and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, Mahomes could have easily turtled after throwing those two bad picks. You know, he'd never thrown a pick in his in his postseason career. This His fifth postseason game, he'd never thrown a pick. He throws back-to-back interceptions on back-to-back drives while trailing in the fourth quarter. And then he comes back and is like, yeah, it's no big deal, and leads him on three straight touchdown drives. And the third was, him. you know, one play to Damian Williams. But, you know, but that says a lot about him. So, you know, I think that, you know, look, you can, you can hate Mahomes all you want because he plays for the Chiefs, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, you have to respect the way the kid plays. He's a great player. And like you said, he's not super cocky. He's not an asshole. He seems like a genuinely nice guy. He really does. And, you know, the media can talk him up all they want, and we can be upset that the media will talk about how he's the greatest player ever and, you know, what he's done is is equal to what Brady's done and all this other crap. But, like, you know, we're not going that far. We're just saying he's a great quarterback, and if he continues doing what he's doing, there's a path for him to get to that Brady level he's got a long way to go but with his athleticism and his skills and his mindset you know there's at least a path for him there where you look at him and you're like man this kid could be an all-time great and i think that that's that's worth noting to me and i thought the way he handled himself in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl was very indicative of that
2: absolutely you hit the nail on the head um I think without further ado, let's let's close the book on the 2019 season, rest in peace, um, and let's kick it off with some uh, some draft talk here. We're gonna break down some wide receivers. I think you guys know the drill. This week, we'll be breaking down wide receivers. Me, Pat, and Brad took three each in the draft. That you know, could uh, most of them are Patriots draft targets, kind of depending on where they fall, and and just some guys we like to profile. And then as the weeks come on, we're gonna be profiling, you know, each position positions of need. Um, we got a lot of good guests lined up like we talked about in the previous
0: show, but uh, we're
2: kicking it off. So without further ado, let's send it over to Brad and, and kick off the 2020 off season, huh, Pat.
0: All right. Well, we are starting our offseason draft preview. We're going to be going through, as we said last week, we're going to be going through position by position. And we are starting with the wide receiver position because, you know, like hashtag weapons. And so we are joined by a wide receiver guru this week. He is Brad Kelly. He is the offensive coordinator in offensive coordinator. I'm sorry, in Portsmouth, Rhode Island. He also writes wide receiver draft content for Cover One and the Pro Football Network. Brad, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, anytime. Thanks for having me on. Of
0: course. So, Brad, course. you had a
2: you've had a kind of a cool couple of weeks. I know uh, you were down at the Senior Bowl. You know, we talked pre show here. It's your third year going. I'm sure you got a chance to see uh, Pat's pulpit's own Mark Schofield. I guess talk a little bit about your uh, your experience down there. I, I mean, I I love it, and this is the first year for me. I'm really really focused on the draft, so that's kind of just the first event, right? I mean, that that's that long eight week process from, I guess February to to April, and it's it's a great chance to see those senior guys who are you know four year guys that, that that you know might get a chance at the NFL level.
1: Yeah, I mean the Senior Bowl is great. It's the it's the best place to go to uh build connections to be able to watch the players the the inside access that you get because they post uh three different angles of all the film uh, of the practices you get to speak with the players speak with coaches um so you you learn a lot about the the players you learn a lot about the game um you get to see fl coaches coach up in person uh actually got to sit next to mark Schofield at the weigh-in which is always an experience um, but so yeah, it was, it was, it was great. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I go every year like you said, and I'll continue that moving forward.
2: Awesome. All so right, to give you listeners a little bit of, uh, some, you know, if you don't remember from last year, if you're new here, uh, each week going forward, me and Pat will preview three guys that, um, you know, that are kind of on the Patriots radar for the most part, or, or some guys that are, that are interesting. Brad is going to give his three guys and obviously give his, his expert level on a, on our analysis here and, and give his two cents. So um, I guess I'll start. Uh, we'll get, get right into it here, Brad. I know you were all over this guy at the senior bowl. Uh, got a chance to watch him, watch his film a little bit. Uh, KJ Hill out of Ohio state, uh, Ohio state record holder for most receptions of 201, uh, you know, played with I think three different quarterbacks at Ohio state, never missed a beat, small speedy slot receiver, you know, fantastic in the short game. Kind of a bargain pick, you know, probably, I would say anywhere between the third and fourth round. Obviously, the combine can change a lot of things. I know he was arguably the best receiver there at the Senior Bowl. I guess before I give my two cents, which, what's kind of your uh, your breakdown there? Because I know you're 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 in love with this guy out of Ohio State.
1: I do love K.J. Hill. Um, their coach, receivers coach, Brian Hartline, you know, long-time NFL vet, has done such a good job with them over the last few years. Uh, with that whole group, guys like Terry McLaurin and Paris Campbell and even the guys who are still there and Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. So he was another one of those guys. I think he's versatile inside and out. Uh, I think he's probably maybe the best route runner in the entire NFL draft other than Jerry Truby. Um, he's that refined. He's that technical. Uh, I don't know if he's a particularly great athlete, but I think he's athletic enough. Um, and on top of that, despite playing predominantly in the slot, uh, this these past couple of years at Ohio State, he told me, uh, in Mobile, that all the one-on-one reps that they tip, that they take at Ohio State during practice are on the outside. So he's been playing against, you know, Jeffrey Okuda and Denzel Ward and uh, Sean Wade and all those guys on the outside. And he essentially, you know, par- parlayed that into his performance at the Senior Bowl, where I think he went nine for 11 and one-on-one reps, just kind of cooking all those guys down there. So he is a separator and he's going to catch pretty much everything. And he may not be a great athlete, but I know he's going to move the chains.
2: Yeah, I mean that. That's what I was to say. Chain mover, right? I mean, he excels really, you know, in the short game. I, I think at Ohio State saw a lot of screens, some digs, some slants. Um, you know, I thought he had really good field vision. Uh, turns into a threat with the ball in his hands. You slippery. I mean, you you saw that move. Um, if if no one's looking at it, it's in my thread with versus Clemson. He catches a little out in the flat, spins off somebody and turns it into a twenty five yard gain. I mean, this guy's a threat with the ball in his hands. Um, probably going to play predominantly in the slot, I would assume. I mean, obviously, you could tell me differently, but um, I I think with the Patriots, they need a playmaker slow on the outside, and and it really hurt them this year. Um, I think that's a great guy that, you know, with one of those three third-round picks, obviously, assuming that they stay there, you never know. They might trade out or trade for a pick next year. But that's a guy that that I think Bill would like, a four-year guy, can come in mature. He can really learn the system. I think he'd fit really well here.
1: I would in New England. And similar to what you said for the reasons. Um, I think he's a safe pick. There's a term that I that I use, it's called clear packaging. Uh, whereas like you know exactly what you're getting with with K J Hill, and I think he he fits that. You know what I mean? We know exactly what we're gonna get, and I think for him, he's like your I tweeted this out during the Clemson game, he's your wide receiver three for you know, twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty eight. You know what I mean? He's gonna be there for a long a long term contributor in the NFL.
0: Nice. All right. Well, I guess I'll go next. I have uh my first guy is Van Jefferson from Florida, six two one ninety seven. He Love is Sean guy. Jefferson's son, so it'll be a little legacy pick right there. Um, stick it to know, Bill,
2: right? Grab the grab the receiver's coach from the Jets ki- uh kid. Just stick it to the Jets <laughs> one more
0: time. While, hey, while Right. I mean he loves that stuff. But uh, you know, he had he another guy who had a really good week at the senior bowl. Uh, toasted Derek Stingley uh, when they played LSU. Now you know Stingley is a is a uh, true freshman, and it was early, fairly early in the season, but nevertheless, uh, toasted him for eight for seventy three, I think, and two touchdowns. And then Spags, you posted this the clip uh, of from the FSU game, and obviously it's one, round, but my god, that man, little head fake he inside, head inside pig, hard dive, that dude just, that dude just dropped to his knees, man. It was it was rough, so. Uh, you know, not super, super athletic, but but athletic enough, I think. And uh, he's a guy that I like a lot. That you know, again, is going to be, you know, second, probably second day pick or third day pick. But uh, you know, Brad, what do you think there?
1: I think it's extremely. I think if there's two receivers in the draft who are very similar, it's Van Jefferson and, and KJ Hill. Uh, similar evaluation because of their traits. Now Jefferson is a little bit longer, and it led to him playing on the outside, along on the boundary, uh, a little bit more at Florida. Uh, but he's a guy who has a ton of experience. He was, originally went to Ole Miss, played with A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf, and all those guys, mm-hmm. went to Florida. Wasn't never the super productive 1,000-yard receiver, but part of that was because they're kind of living in the passing game with Felipe Franks uh, at quarterback. So he's, I think he's a very similar evaluation, great route runner, probably in the, in the middle rounds, and other guy who's going to be around for a long time. The one concern with him is he's going to be 24 years old by week one um yeah people have fired out that game against lsu uh and it's like and it's being Derek stingley who's you know content his first team all-american but he's also five and a half years older than him so it's like where is the kind of give and take on that is he going to be a great athlete those are kind of the, the real concerns because his game is there it's refined it's technical but it's just is he going to be a great a great receiver for you i don't know if he, that ceiling exists with him yeah i think it makes sense i think it makes so, sense yeah right, i, my I mean, i'm up now yeah, go
2: ahead. I was going to say a little Do bit it. more on Jefferson. I, I loved his, yeah. you know, create some natural separation there, you know, not very fast, but I noticed that the line of scrimmage creates enough wiggle just to get by guys really shifty. I think another, you know, talking about rut runners in the draft, he's definitely up there, at least in my opinion, Um, you know, above average. I love the play with a ton of grit. I mean, he's, he's, he's in your face after he makes a big play. I think, you know, a ceiling wide receiver two, but another guy, wide receiver three played inside some outside. I think he can do a little bit there, but I think you're right with the, with the 24 by week one might scare some teams away. And, and I, I think if, you know, if he's not picked up in the draft somehow, some way, he's definitely going to get a lot of undrafted free agent looks, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think he's definitely going to get, ended up getting drafted yeah. just because of the way he played at the senior bowl in Mobile. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So you're up, Brad. Let's see, let's see what you got here.
1: All right, so I'm going to talk about Lynn Bowden from Kentucky. Um, Probably one of the most interesting evaluations that I've done on any player in the class or any receiver in recent memory. So when he was a true sophomore in 2018, he led led Kentucky in uh, receptions, yards, and touchdowns. uh, And he had 745 yards, which isn't crazy productive, but the next highest receiver had 318. So he had more than double the next highest receiver. And this past year as a junior, uh, they had issues at quarterback, and they moved him to quarterback. Now he only threw the ball maybe like sixty or seventy times. He basically was a running was, was a running back. He had fourteen hundred rushing yards and thirteen touchdowns. On top of being still being in the early season, their tick and punt returner. So he was a lifetime kick returner, probably one of the best in the country. Um, so he's had production as a receiver, but his most recent film is as a as a running quarterback. So it's really difficult to evaluate him and where try to figure out where the NFL is gonna fall on him. But he is an unbelievable athlete with the football in his hands. So I know for a fact at the very least we can scheme in touches, whether that be Wildcat quarterback, fly sweeps, uh orbit motions, screens, whatever it may be, we're gonna get something out of him out of him and then kick returner, punt returner, no matter what. And then let him develop where he's already shown traits of being a really good seam threat uh from the slot uh when he was back when he was a sophomore. So I think that's kind of where I'm uh seeing him is he's a developmental piece, but one that's already showed he has the ability to do it, just doesn't have the necessary experience.
2: So this is the this is the type of guy that Bill calls and picks in the sixth, seventh round and oh, goes yeah. gives him the Julian Edelman treatment It goes, I don't know what you're gonna play, but you can play football.
1: This is that type yes. of guy. <laughs> I think so. And it might it might come earlier because he did declare early which means he'd got to got positive feedback from the, from the NFL uh, to declare. Uh, but I think that's the type of thing is he might be a little positionless in theory right now, but he's there. They will be able to get something from him and you know, he's a, he's a 20 year old. So there's, there's a lot, of, a lot of football ahead of him.
0: Yeah. Almost like a Cordell Patterson type, you know, that they had last year uh, or I guess, yeah, in, you know, for 2018. Sure. And so, you know, maybe not quite as fast as Patterson since he was ridiculous, but, um, but you know but that's i mean dude i'd be i'd be all right with that
2: yeah so, all right, so I, guess, I guess i'm up here yeah i'm going to go with the uh with the fan favorite here that everybody seemingly wants and i'm not surprised henry Ruggs out of alabama um i mean he, vegas has him at under 20 20 and a half something like that 21 and a half so i guess maybe there's a chance um, that he's yeah. there at 23, although I, I do think they'll have to ultimately trade up or, or I, I really don't know if he'll be there on the board just because of his his speed. And it, it, I mean, he's probably the fastest guy in the draft 4 to runner get to the top gear quick and beat anybody vertically. Uh, very good with the yards after the catch. I mean, you see his Bama tape. He's a human highlight reel. Um, one thing I, I, Brad, you can comment on this too. I think he deserves a lot of credit for his ball skills. He's not just a speedy type receiver. I think he's a pretty smooth route runner, obviously gets away with it with his athleticism and, 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 you know, his, his speed. But, um, I mean, you give this guy the ball with, with some space, I mean, he's going to make it happen with his legs. I mean, he's a threat immediately. Um, I I think it's, he's the closest thing I've seen out of the draft since Tyreek Hill, obviously a little bit bigger and, and probably has a little bit better ball skills, but um, I mean, if this guy's there at 23, it's a chance to add a lot of speed to the outside at a position that, like I said, they they, they desperately need.
1: Um, I I love Henry Ruggs. He's my number one yeah. receiver in the class. Um, See, I was going to say
2: that, but I thought I would get literally crucified for that. But I, I guess no. you're on board, so I'm not wrong. I can't be wrong. <laughs>
1: uh, So a few things about him, and you touched upon his athleticism. Uh, he joined second field his senior year of high school. And in his second meet in his, career, in his life, he broke the Alabama 7A state record in the 100-meter. And then, obviously, okay. at, the end of the, at the end of that year, he won the Alabama state championship in the 100-meter, first time there ran track and field. Um, so he was also a top 50 basketball player at one point in time. Uh, so he gets Alabama, like you said. His, his first five touches are touchdowns <laughs> as a freshman. And at, the, and at the end of the season, he ended with six touchdowns on 12 receptions. Uh, fast forward to midway through this season, midway through October. Uh, on his 77th career offensive touch, he scored his 23rd touchdown, which is almost exactly 30% at the time of his touches were touchdowns. And by the end of his career, he touched the ball exactly 100 times in his career, and he scored 25 offensive touchdowns. So 25% of his touches by the end of his career were for touchdowns. To give you an idea of his speed, I mean, he touches the ball, and it is just electricity no matter what. Um, but I think on top of that, like you touched on, he's not just a fast guy. You know, he's not Marquise Brown, who came out last year from Oklahoma and went in the 20s. He has a little bit better size. He's a little bit longer. probably a little bit faster, maybe, or just as fast. And like you said, I think he's developed his route, route running and his ball skills. 2018 tape, he showed a few contested receptions that were just absolutely ridiculous, that plays that you know, just pure speeches don't make. And then this year – then the one versus
2: Auburn, easy. too, is unbelievable. Yeah.
1: And, and and this year I think he's developed his release is a lot better. He played a little bit extra on the outside this year. Um and he I mean he was just absolutely torching press coverage to so the point where team just stopped they stopped doing it. Uh so I think he's a lot more well rounded than he's given credit for. So and those are you know, at the top of the fact that he's gonna run forward, too. that's the, those are the reasons that I am impressed with him enough to put him as my top receiver.
2: And and the other thing too is I mean you know, Belichick loves Saban's guys. I mean, obviously everyone's seen the documentary, yeah. I'm assuming. And they talk, you know, before the draft, you know, if and and Saban really trust I mean, B- Bill really trusts Saban, right? I mean, but it's yeah. kind of funny. I mean, he's taken running backs, wide receivers, safeties, corners from him, but never, never took a wide receiver. And, you know, it's interesting. I mean, a lot of them, a lot of the good ones are going early in the first. So obviously that's that's a reason why there. But um, it'd be interesting to see if obviously do they go receiver round one again. I mean, that's a question to be asked so the first time they did it last year with Harry. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not writing him off yet. No way. Just after nine games, but you know, the, the people who don't really know what they're talking about would have a fit. The Felger and Maz's of the world about that, but, um, do they, do they go wide receiver one? I guess now they're on the topic, I guess, um, you know, I'll talk about T Higgins a little bit. He might be the other one. That's the fir- only first rounder that we'll talk about, but do, where do you, do you think they go there? I mean, I guess it's, it's a ways away, but. So uh, my, yeah, so my thought, thing. can I,
0: can I hop in yeah, on this one? The- I, yeah, go ahead, I, Pat, I look at it. I look at that's all right. Here. I look at it for me. You know, I find it very hard to believe that they're going to take a wide receiver in the first round. And the only reason I say that is because they took a wide receiver last year in the first round, yeah, they traded right. their second round pick for a wide receiver. And now they're going to take a wide receiver in the first round again this year. So now you're talking about two first round picks and a second round pick all devoted just to the wide receiver position. And look, maybe if they think this guy is going to be like an absolute superstar in the NFL, maybe. But everyone remembers the Julio Jones quote. Everybody remembers the Julio Jones quote. No one will ever forget the Julio Jones quote. Clearly, he was wrong about Julio Jones and Jonathan Baldwin. But it gives you an idea of what Bill thinks about the wide receiver position. And I don't know if he's willing to devote that many assets to, uh, to that position. In my opinion. But who knows? We'll see. I mean, he could be that good. But to me, I just think Bill looks at it and says, We have too many holes other, you know, elsewhere to spend another first round pick on a wide receiver.
1: That's kind of what I was gonna say. Is it's not ideal to, to spend that first rounder, trade your second, just to turn around and use a first rounder on it again. But I think that we're they're in a very unique time right now where Assuming Tom Brady comes back to play quarterback, it's probably going to be on the assumption that they're going to do whatever they can to upgrade what they have, what they what is going to be around him. Um, yeah. And from from Brady's perspective, I mean, I don't think I think he was unhappy with the receivers that they had last year as a as a unit, as an overall unit, and maybe part of that is because he got nothing from the tight end position. But I think when it comes to that, I mean, if Henry, if Henry Ruggs is there and they pass on him, it's a mistake, 100%. It doesn't matter who else that, is there. That's it does not matter who else, It does not matter who else is there. It's a mistake. He should, he should be a top 10 pick. And I don't think he falls beyond 15 to the Broncos. But even beyond him, guy like Justin Jefferson, to me, if he's there at 23, I'm taking him as well. Um, so if, I, I think that it would be worth it just because you look at the rest of the roster, you don't have to, You wouldn't have to sign a veteran. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You really wouldn't. When you think about the fact that Sanu should be back, uh, Myers – Harry, you add a rookie to that. You can and then you can add a veteran tight end. That's the way I look at it. Who knows? Like you said, it's a lot of a lot of capital to invest in a receiver, but man, I would see, would see Henry Rhodes would be special here.
2: Yeah. Oh, please don't even get me started here.
0: <laughs> no, I like that. So all right, let's move on to, to my my next guy is uh from Baylor Denzel Mims, uh 206. The kid is a beast. Uh when I say Holy beast, show. he is an absolute monster. Uh, he's compared to Kenny Galladay is, is, you know, the, the comps that I'm seeing and it makes sense. He's got a, a ridiculous catch radius. You know, he makes really good contested catches. Um, you know, I don't know the speed now. He was a track and field athlete, but you know, he's a little bit, he's not super quick, but he is decently fast, but he's not super quick. So I don't know about the yards after catch are, are great. Um, you know, cause acceleration isn't fantastic, but, He's a big dude. Now, whether the Patriots go after a guy that's a big guy, that's a boundary guy that, you know, has maybe a little bit of a limited route tree, I don't know. But, you know, they could take a flyer on a guy like this and just say, hey, look, go up there and get it and, you know, and and see what they can, uh, you know, and see what they can do with a big guy like that.
1: I love Denzel Mims. Um, I know I'm going to sound like that for everybody, but he's kind of been my, like, tech path throughout this whole process. Going into the last draft, uh, based on his sophomore year film, I said that I thought he could be a top eight, uh, receiver in the 2019 draft. So last year, he, he, production wasn't as high, and he kind of got banged up towards the end of the year, so he decided to go back to school. But his potential is that high. He has wide receiver one potential, in my opinion, because I think he's going to run the four fours. Um Like you said, state champion in the 200-meter in, te- in Texas, which is a pretty huge accomplishment. Um, yeah. And he has the size and the strength. But the the thing that I love about him, is one he's there's prog- two things. One he's progressed as a route runner throughout his career. He's he refined his releases, gets best coverage to the point now where he's just crushing it. And and he has gotten better with his breaks. And it asked him to do more double moves this year, most of it off play action, and, and he did a lot better, uh, I think, in his senior year than, than he previously had. And the second thing I love about him is he has that like Mike Williams from the Chargers ability to just make some like ridiculous like catch with like two guys on him like along the sideline, just like some like these absurd plays that it seems like Mike Williams always makes for the chargers in a tight spot. He has that ability. Like this catch radius is about as expanded as I've ever seen uh, for a player his size. So that's something that he's kind of an accuracy, like fixer, you know, he's an accuracy. Doesn't, doesn't really matter with him. He's going to, he's going to somehow find a way to, to come down with it.
0: All right. I like it. So we'll see, but he's more of a, he, I would say he's more of a second, second, maybe even day three guy, right? You think?
1: I, I think he is going to end up on the second day based on, I think he, overall, at the Senior Bowl, he was the best receiver there. Uh, and, and due to that, and I think he's going to have a very solid combine. I think he ends up on the second day. All right. All right. Well, there you go. All
0: right, Brad, you are up for your second guy.
1: Uh, I'm going to talk about Jawan Jennings from Tennessee. Uh, redshirt senior, was, was at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. Um, a few things about him. He has a pretty good size, but the thing that is, is great about him is that he is a bully. He is the like most. He's, he's the most physical receiver prospect I've ever scouted, uh, and a few reasons why. So he ran a. They ran a lot of bunch sets at Tennessee, and Jaron Jennings is one of the best run blocking receivers I've ever watched. They kept him for pass both a few times, uh, but then on top of that, it, when it comes to his physicality, he broke thirty tackles this year, which led the country among wide receivers, and he only had fifty nine receptions. So he had a broken tackle for every two receptions that he had which is just an absurd, absurd, rate. Right? That all corner to Pro Football Focus. So he is like, you got him the ball, and he's going he's gonna to truck somebody. He's going to run through them. Uh, now, does that necessarily translate to a great setting at the Senior Bowl? No, it doesn't. That's why he had just an average week there. But I know at, at the very least that this guy's going to block, and this guy's going to break tackles. And we're talking early on day three or maybe one of those third-round comp picks that the Patriots use as a receiver in that range, he would be a guy I want because I know exactly what his role is going to be. I like it.
0: I mean, they could use, they could use some more physicality and you know that Uh, they love guys that can block. So. (laughs) Uh,
2: I guess for my last guy here, I know I kind of hinted it uh, earlier, but T Higgins, another guy I love Um, an absolute beast in the red zone, 25 touchdowns last two years. I know the, the ACC schedule might, might, scary guys away but 59 catches both in 18 and 19 for you know over 2,000 yards physical boundary wide receiver long speed great hands obviously rack ability and an absolute bully with the ball in his hands I mean you saw him take that kind of the end around to the house first LSU where no one wanted to get in his way um you know he can go up and get it with you know basically any wide receiver in the draft great body control large catch radius um, one thing I do like uses his size to beat a lot of press, press, um, uh, press coverage excels a lot as a, as a blocker. I think he's a true X. Um, and like I said, an absolute beast in the red zone can out jump and, uh, muscle a lot of guys that are, that are on him. Um, he's another guy that I think, um, he might be a little more realistic at 23 if that's where they go. Um, you know, him or, you know, I think the bills would be interested in him there at, at, at 22 or wherever they fall. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you want to guys want to, Touch upon him a little bit. I, I love him. I mean, a Clemson guy, you know, they can produce oh, yeah. true number one wide receivers. I mean, we could go down the list, but I love Higgins. And I, like I said, I think if they were going to go wide receiver there, I think that's a that's kind of a realistic option. I think he kind of falls in that, that late teens, early 20s.
1: Yeah, I, I think T. Higgins is going to eventually be a late first-round pick. Uh, he's a future starting X receiver in the NFL. I think he's an easy projection based on that. And the fact that he's played that position constantly for, you know, two and a half years. Um, I'm not necessarily sure on what the Patriots is with to new, because I think he's eventually going to kind of be where they really want to start at the X, but if he's on a one-year deal, if they end up moving on from him, I think T Higgins would make a ton of sense to move into that role.
0: Mm, interesting. So we'll say, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm looking, I'm looking into, I'm looking forward to that again. Wide wide receiver at twenty three, I think. I I, w- I don't want to say mistake, but I think that it would be uh, you know a lot of draft capital. But interesting guys, and in those are guys that you're like you see that guy and you're like, man, would be he'd look awfully nice in a Patriots uniform. So, um, so my last guy is actually two guys. Uh, and so what I did is I uh, I went down the uh, shout out to the draft network. I went down the draft network big board of the wide receivers, and I literally just said, you know what, I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna find short guys because we need a short guy. I mean, June Edelman's, you know, he's, he has he doesn't have long left. So I said, okay, we need a short guy. And it's like six feet, six one, six two, six three. So I'm like, Jesus Christ, all these guys. So I get all the way down. I got all the way down um to two guys, and I and I wanted to point out both of them. I think one of them is a little bit better to me, and that's Aaron Fuller from Washington, uh, 187 Just lightning fast, great route runner. Um, super smooth. And again, he's not, um, when I say lightning fast, I really, what I mean is he quick, the quickness is, is unreal. And so that's what I see from him. He's not necessarily a burner at wide receiver, but he does have, uh, I think elite quickness. And so that's the type, that's the type of guy that they like in the slot. And so I saw him, I like him. He's not very big and that's kind of a knock on him. But then again, the Patriots thrive on guys like that. So, and the other guy is Jeff Thomas from Miami. I didn't like his skills quite as much. He didn't really pop off the film for me. But one thing I liked about Thomas is that every time I watched him, he was like inviting contact. He looked like Edelman on the field because he'd be running down the sideline, and instead of running out of bounds, he'd drop his shoulder and try to run someone over because he's just a lunatic. And so, like that's the type of guy that they have in the slot. He Thomas might even be an undrafted guy, but I just think that you know those are guys that could give them you know give them a little bit of a shot to replace Edelman uh, at some point down the road.
1: So I want to talk about Aaron Fuller if I can. He's super interesting to me. Going into the year, I said that he could be a top-ten receiver in the entire class. Um, and like you said, he measured in at 5'11", 185 at the NFL TA Bowl. But he really didn't progress uh, production-wise this season, which I thought he would considering he had an uptick in quarterback play when they got Jacob Eason. Um, yeah, his, uh, receptions went up, but his yards actually ended up going down. Um, but I think, like you said, he's extremely quick, and he's just so smooth uh there's something about the way he's able he's so this fluidity like in and out of his breaks where there's no wasted movement there's, he's not raise, uh raising his body coming back down there's just like there's just this fluidity where he's like level his shoulders are level he doesn't really have to drop his hips too much he's open you know, like he has flexible hips he can he stays low to the ground really crisp i i just love that i think is it his ability to create passing windows without necessarily being like you said a, a straight line burner is going to be what NFL teams like about him. Um, I don't think he's a top ten receiver in the class because I think I thought there would be some progression the, and there wasn't. But I don't think he's a draftable player. And like you said, when it comes to the Patriots, someone who could fit their offense. Yeah.
2: Nice for sure. Mm-hmm. So right, I think man. that. Uh, I think no, that does Brad's it got, for us. Brad's got one Brad, more. Oh, Brad's got a guy. Brad's got. I yep. forgot with his comment. Go ahead.
1: Sorry. Best for last. Right here. <laughs> Uh, So I'm going to talk about a guy who doesn't necessarily, he doesn't have a ton of buzz right now, actually a senior who didn't go to any All-Star game, Uh, but it's du Bois from Virginia. Um, The thing that stands out about him, like the number one thing that stands out about him and the number one thing I guess he's known for is he had the most receptions in college football this year without a drop. So he had 75 receptions uh, this year and zero drops. And that's according to to Pro Football Focus again. Um, At one point in time, he had a drop, Against Virginia Tech, but there's an offensive talent, so the play didn't count. But essentially, he came out of the season with no drops on 75 reception. I think he's going to end up being like a four-six guy, uh, but he has good size. He's about 6'2, he's over 200 pounds. Uh, he played on the inside and the outside, and whenever they needed a big play, whenever they really needed to move the chains, they went to him. And Virginia's offense was super interesting because they had a runner, a guy who predominantly was a runner, but a big arm guy, a quarterback. Uh, and they had this other receiver named Joe Reed, who was literally just like screens, quick screens, like the shortest routes. But DuBois was kind of like a short guy, intermediate guy, deep ball guy, kind of all three level player. Uh, despite being a little bit slower, the quarterback would be able to create and then they'd be able to hit him deep. Uh, so he's hmm. a player who I think is going to draw attention because of the fact that he probably has the best hands in the class uh, and, whether or not you value that at a super high level, some guys value separation and athleticism and size and all that type of stuff. If you value strong hands, he's going to be your man and probably, be going, to, probably going to be available on day three of the draft. I
0: like it. I like I it. I like it too, deep. man.
2: A lot of uh, a lot of mixed guys, right? I mean, a lot of you know different different types of receivers, which is always good. But um, obviously, Brad, you do a great. Great job! I'm sure you'll be uh, you'll be crushing film and throwing it on Twitter from now. These <laughs> long eight weeks, um, so I, I'm actually I'm done with the receivers for now. I'm gonna focus in on some tight ends. So for more wide receiver stuff, check out Brad. I'm interested. I don't know if you posted. You could have obviously with with a lot of them being out there. LaVishka Chenault. I'm, I'm interested to see. A lot of people like him and Jalen Rigor out of TCU. Uh, those are two guys that I'm interested to see if. You know where where they fall in the draft. You know, there's always those guys that that fall late. I mean, look at Metcalf last year, right? I mean, it's it's crazy.
1: I actually have an article about the Viscus Chenault that should be out within the next uh, two days on ProFootballNetwork.com.
2: Good plug. It, the the podcast should be out. We'll be out <laughs> by then. I'm I'm assuming so, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if all goes well.
1: <laughs> so Brad,
0: before you leave, I know you just did a little plug there, but why don't you just plug yourself? Tell everyone where they can uh, where
1: they can find you. Yeah, so it's at, at Brad Kelly seventeen, uh Kelly is K E L L Y. Uh so none of that EY stuff at the end. Uh and then cover onenet dot net is the is one of the web websites that I write for as well as for dot com and pro fo- football magazine. Uh Pro Football Magazine is moving to a subscription model. So if you want, like my content and want to see at least three wide receiver uh based pieces a week, that's the website to uh to subscribe to. Um so that's pretty much all the all the stuff I'm working on, obviously. Uh, if you do follow, it's going to be a ton, a ton of wide receiver prospect videos and breakdowns and YouTube clips and all that type of stuff uh, for the next, you know, like you said, the next like two months or so. So that would be where you can follow. No,
0: that's great. Hey, thanks so much for coming on. We're happy about it because we're, you know, breaking down. We're looking at, you know, we're going position by position. And, you know, both of us, both me and Spags were like. Oh, okay, wide receiver. We're like, got we got to try to get Brad Kelly on the show. So, <laughs> so we appreciate you coming on, and uh, you know, you definitely the uh, the wide receiver guru on Twitter. So, anyone that's interested in the draft and and looking into, you know, the Patriots are looking to get more weapons. So, if you're interested in that, you know, definitely shoot Brad a follow and uh, and follow along.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Anytime. Take care. Course, take care, Brad. We'll talk take soon. Care.